There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you are listening to TMA, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen from our Michelob Ultra Studios. Welcome, friends, to the Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhardt. Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Kenneth Iggy Strode, the Plowhawk, and Action Jackson with you on a program, Doug, that is on the threshold of the greatness that is the 2023 year-end awards getting underway in 11 hours. Well, that's tonight. 52 minutes yeah. at Hot Shots in Webster Groves. Awards at a 7 o'clock. Orgy at 8.30. That quickly. Yeah. Just an hour and a half to get, and get to know people. I'm not going to reveal any of the vote that I casted, but I, I, I threw some sneaker plays in. Did oh, you, you curveballed it. Jackson, do you have the results? Oh, yeah. Oh, no way. Are you able... Well, how long would it take to count the votes? There's only like four or five of us. Right. Well, Jackson does a lot, so like... How many people voted? Five. Mm. KG Noton didn't get a vote. No. Well, didn't work here, so... Well, he's only well, the full-time he members, I guess. Yeah, he's, a, he's a texter. I'm surprised he wasn't texter of the month, year. I don't know if I want to be surprised or if I want to know in advance. I don't think Jackson would share it with you. I think those are sealed by Ernst & Young. Is that, isn't that... Ernst & Winnie. Which I respect. I didn't know if we had the option anyway, so I'm kind of just jumping well, on We there. could know. We just don't say anything. I wouldn't mind knowing before. No, because I don't want to pre-congratulate anybody or anything like that. Uh, who's hosting the awards tonight, Doug? That's from Eric in the Central West End, Bob Hope. I would think it's Bob Hope. I think it, him and Andy Cohen. No, I think he's you know, out. I think Billy John Hamm's guest appearance. Billy Crystal. Coming out of retirement. Oh, he was always good. Or I'd like to get Ricky Gervais to do it. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah that'd be even better. Oh, Hopefully Hot Shots reinforce their chairs for tonight. Going to be a heavy crowd. That's from yeah. Gary Pinkle's cell phone etiquette. I don't tell Why don't you show a picture of yourself, see how trim and fit you are? Uh, Gary Pinkle's cell phone etiquette. Please send in a uh, picture, if you could. Thank you. You know who wants to come tonight? She uh, DM'd me yesterday. Uh, I said, yeah, if you want. Uh, you remember Kara? Kara the lesbian? Oh, is that right? Yeah. She said, oh, I might come by tonight. Can I prom promote my show? I said, come on by. What show does she have? I think she's doing a podcast with some people. No, I don't remember Kara the Lesbian. Who is that? She did a show with Jay for a while. She started with... Um, Janie, you want to touch? I think she was a, the lesbian before Jamie became the lesbian. 
<laughs> she was a founding lesbian. Well, so this I is think... like the the Order of the Crown over <laughs> in the UK. I think I think, I think it's more important now. I think Jay Brian might... Henson says that's a lie, Mr. Tim. What is? I don't know. All I can do is read this in the Again, prompter. you people just throw that up, but you don't tell us what. Um, I think she. I think Jay kind of found her and brought her on the show as Kara the lesbian. But she started out with the Jeff Burton and Tom, Jeff and Tom show. And I think she was part of our show just intermittently coming on. I like how Jay found her like a... Uh, <laughs> like she was wandering the street just somewhere. A, uh, hey, lesbian, come here. Um, she said, can I, can I just promote the show? I said, if you want to come by and say hi, you can talk about whatever you want, I guess. Banging everything left and right. Well, we're not doing a program tonight. I know, but she'll be there. I mean, if so we'll just say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kara the lesbian, and she'll step up to the uh, Doug. What is it? A podium, and then she'll announce yeah. she does a podcast. Just, just say, say a few words, just and then she also enjoys tripping. She did some. Um, I guess she does something for Hot Shots because she did. She hosted a Christmas party at Hot Shots in um, well, Fallon last. Lumster says this is one hundred percent a lie. Boy, they're what oh is? Oh my that? God! I mean, I'll, look who's here. Lauren, come on in here and let's get to the bottom of this. Tim, I will show you the DM. No Oh, my God. If you're not watching on YouTube, you better switch on right now. This is from Iggy. Oh, it's from Iggy. I thought you were presenting something, Iggy. So you're doing this. Your your attorney advised you to do this on camera. All right. All right. Wait, wait. No, just yeah. a important never presentation. Are. No, I never are. Somebody's, <laughs> somebody's calling me a liar, so Tim, if you can just read the white part, or the white part. There. Hey, uh, Lauren, you know Kara the lesbian? I do know Kara the lesbian. She and I are great Deftones uh, friends. There you go. Well, we met at, um, there's the DM she sent me last night. She sent Ziggy's DMs now. I'll only come by Webster location tomorrow if I can promise I can promote myself on the mic. Okay. I love her. I was horny. Is this okay? Is this going to be pornographic? No, I don't think so. So Iggy, you left this sex. you left this present outside the studio for Learn to Find. Well, yeah, because I found it. They locked their they in. locked their studio. They locked their office when they. You like those keys? Okay. Like, Did you get gifts for all of your coworkers? Because my son. Open it the other way. That's backwards. So I have to have a oh. beep. Open on it the other way. It's backwards. You notice I didn't have any tape, so I used point stickers. One day I want to hold a panda bear. This is a great moment. Oh, let me see the cameras. I should. Can you see in the camera? Uh, Lauren, can you Why move you come over, over to me? a little come this way? Then the yeah, camera will be on, on, on cam. On cam. Doug, we call this on cam. Yeah, it's important you stay on camera. Why? I'm not going to be surprised. Well, that's what, that's what her uh, oh attorney said. What did you get? Apron. Penny Loggins tote. Adorable. Oh, a tote. Okay. Oh. Spring cleaning. That was a freebie you got from in there? going to the concert. With a Kenny Loggins Danger Zone coaster. Oh. Awesome. Nice. Kenny Loggins backstage pass. I'm missing a butt plug, so if it fell in there, let me know. Wow. Oh my goodness. An autographed photo of Iggy. What is the What is the message? To learn the coolest chick I know and blessed to call you a friend, Kenny Iggy Strode. Wow, gorgeous. Oh Absolutely stunning. Well, you gave me one, Seth. Where are you going to put that at? You gave Iggy? This in my bedroom on oh. my nightstand. I knew it. I husband knew will love it. it. Yeah, Tim will be very excited. Oh, my God, the morning after merch. Yep. Cute. You guys got a yeah. little girl mm -hmm. shirt. Cute. Yeah, it went all out for these persons. Oh, my God, the morning after. <laughs> Did you just go to the supply closet? This is one that Iggy. The morning Iggy. after TMA. It's yeah, I noticed you did you just did you just I sniff smell. that it, a little? It, it, every gift oh. has a little. No it's got must. Of a, of a Marlboro. I didn't no. wear that. Oh. Everything Come just on. has a I didn't wear that. This I think I think you'll this like this really one. Cool. Oh my god. Oh. The no, cure. Oh, that's really great. I love it. 
very sweet of you. Did you get this on tour at the tour? Uh, a friend of mine from Virginia was going up to the New York show, and I said, can you pick me up uh, one of the T-shirts from the New York show? And he picked one up for me. So. Really nice. It's really nice. Now it's yeah, awkward. You are just the sweetest guy. And I know you He's collect rock shirts. So. Merry oh, you're Christmas. welcome. Enjoy oh, there it, is. there it is. Merry Christmas. Merry uh, Christmas. Season's greetings is season's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for, <laughs> people, <laughs> for people that want to know, I did this today because we are off tomorrow and you're off for the next two weeks. Yep. So. Mm -hmm. You going anywhere? Uh, family places and, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to be sleeping the entire time. I know, that's what I said. Yeah. yeah. I just want to sleep. Anyway, thanks for letting me cry. And then we're the week. Oh, it's very touching. Come on in. We're off the week after Christmas, so we'll see you uh, in New Year. Oh, okay. So all you. All right. Love you all. Very touching. That was an emotional moment. Mm -hmm. Well, the picture got her. Man, those were really... Um, yeah, I think the, the, the picture you could tell... Stopped by the EDF group texting box. It's like you went to the supply closet and, and just grabbed a few things and put them in a box? Well, one of them I did in the, the Cure t-shirt from the New York show. Now, why would you just give her a present and no one else? That is a fair question. I'll give Tommy a present. I'll give John Kioski a present. I'll give Jesse a present. So there's three things. Bizarre. <laughs> just people that have helped... Us have fun here. Okay. I gave uh -huh. Tim. That's one not. It's not a stalking thing at all. No, this is no, I, think I, I think I gave Tim a bottle of Jameson one year. <laughs> Did you really? Was so. that post the birth of my son with the name? Yeah, it was. Yeah, look at that, Doug. Yeah. How about this. Amen. Yeah. See the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, guys, Kara, the lesbian works at the South County Hot Shots. Okay. Is that true? Some yeah. more gerbil. Yeah, more where, gerbil knows. That's where she did the uh, Christmas party last night. Unless he got like a roster. <laughs> so. Total spent on Learn's gift, $0. Nice job, Ken. That's from the JV golf coach. No, the T-shirt was fairly expensive. But yeah, somebody else bought it. Are. Well, yeah, they were there. I was going to get one from Chicago, but I didn't have enough money after I bought my poster. So, I, you know. so someone else bought the T-shirt and gave it to no, you? No, I paid for it, but I said, just pick me up one at the merch when you go to New York. I like the New York shirt. Because every stop, they do a poster, they do trading cards, they do a shirt from each city. And I said, pick. And then I like the New York one because they, they released all what they're going to look like. And he had he looked like the Statue of Liberty. Mm. And I knew he was going. So I said, can you pick me up uh, one of the shirts? And he did. And he sent it to me. So I paid for it. Gift from France. Huh. Uh, I yeah. almost guarantee Liv got a present, too. Think about it. That's from Midge or Madge. What do you mean you almost guarantee Liv got a present? Well, uh, he thinks Midge? that the pattern yeah. of stalking probably included another. Yeah. You people consider... Stalking and just being friendly to friends. I mean, it's just sure, sure. not even close to the same <laughs> thing. Okay. But one of the patterns of stalkers is gift giving. Oh, really? That's what stalkers do. Okay. Well, Learn gave me one, too, last Christmas. Is she stalking me? Very could very well be. No, she's not, so. Oh. <laughs> Was that Learn? <laughs> I find myself feeling incredibly awkward in my house because of what I just heard on your show. That's from the Orson Woods Wacko. Why is that? Oh, Orson Woods Wacko, call in. Yeah, I don't get you people. I don't get you people. Every time a girl walks in the studio, it reminds me of when the Slew and Vianney guys would get a chance to be around a girl, a bunch of teenagers mm. yelling over each other to get attention. That's from Todd <laughs> Reesing. Doug, you remember? Fair, fair Arrowhead point. State. Yeah. Well, I was in the middle of reading a Kara DM when she walked you in. You were hitting on someone else at the time. No, I was proving that she did DM me last so what did, oh. so what did you prove? I don't know. what the, all yeah. we, we learn can validate. That uh, you have a rapport with Kara? Is that what that was? No, the guy said, didn't Brian happen. Brian Henshin didn't and somebody happen. else said that, said that all, I didn't get oh, the Loomster, I believe. She didn't ask to come to the show. And I just read the DM. She said, if I can promote my 
show. I said, you promote what you want. Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone never had more meaning. That's from Manute. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, so basically, Aggie just gave Learn a bag of trash on the air for Christmas. That's from Angel of Morning After. You calling our merch trash? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Angel of Morning After, 636-9004-TMA. Iggy did get a gift from Learn last year, to be fair. And KG and O-Town has sent in a screenshot of a calendar. Is that what, it, what she gave you? Yeah, I think I said yesterday or the day before when Doug asked me, did she ever give you anything? I said, yeah. Last year, I believe she did a calendar, which meant a lot because she took the time to make it. She took all the pictures that her and I have done in 2022 and put it in a little calendar. I guess like Walgreens does that stuff, and she put it in a little calendar. So that was very cool. This 53-year-old is bringing candy. Did you bring my M&M's? First of all, she's like 35. Hey, so I'm just playing with you, but I had nothing wrong with your gift. I thought a couple of the shirts were really nice. Mm -hmm. A bowling shirt would have been nice if you could have added that. Oh, and the coaster was a, a, the coaster was probably the most used and most underrated of the gift. Well, I forgot to take that out of the bag. I didn't even know it was in there. Oh, oh that's when you gave the, the butt plug disclaimer. Mm -hmm. uh, well, my wife hates this show, and she just looked at me and said, I thought the creep thing was just a joke. That's from Steven Time. Yeah. Well, hopefully you don't give your co-workers where you work any presents or you don't get one from anybody, but then there'll be creeps. Have you worked with Bree Mills? Because she uh, she's doing some things in the industry now that have never been done before, and a lot of the girls seem to want to go work with Bree. Oh, she wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> I don't, this I don't old man is such a super simp. That's from Nathan from the east side of Alton. I feel bad for all you people. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're jealous that, you know, we like each other. We're friends with each other. If that bothers you, that you don't really have that many close friends, I don't either. But the ones I do consider friends, I would die for. So I consider those good friends. How about that, Doug? You would die for your friends? And I can't say the same. Mace dogs yeah. are, boy. Yeah, you're going to let them go. <laughs> I mean, I would think if I had a friend that was like 30, had their whole life in front of them, they needed a heart transplant to live, I'd probably give it to them. You would give them your heart? Wow. Yeah. And that's the one you want. I'm not sure even the hospital would do that. Yeah. That's kind of Kavork Kavork Kavorkian? Kavorkian. A 65-year-old heart and a 30-year-old man. You give a kidney, man. maybe. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's a modern-day Jesus of Nazareth. It's <laughs> from strap-on number 18. It's not giving coworkers gifts. It's giving... Only young, attractive women gifts. <laughs> That's from Linda the Beehole. I mean, I can't help but you to try. Everybody in this building is attractive, so. Oh, they are Man. not. What a save. Just look around, look around the room you're in right now. Save. So if I give anybody in this place a, a gift, I mean, you could say the same thing because everybody's attractive in this building. <laughs> Nobody is jealous of you, Iggy. Jealous of Tim? Yes. Iggy, no chance. That's from Junior, the juice man. Oh. How does he not get that it's creepy because he only gave presents to the good-looking women at work? This seems like an HR issue. Doug, that's from Old Appleton <laughs> and the Old Appleton stepdad. Stepdad, down south Missouri. I guess you didn't listen to who else I give gifts to. It's refreshing to see rich white women. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Back in 2005, KSTK gave us a Show Me St. Louis book. I have it somewhere if Iggy wants to send it to Michelle Smallman. That's from Larry <laughs> Thornton. Well, they won't allow for your gift. They give you a book of their own company. <laughs> it's like if Hubbard said, Merry Christmas, everybody. Here's a, the history of Hubbard. 
Which wouldn't be a bad gift, but... Actually, that's not terrible. <laughs> but Hubbard's a little different than Channel 5. If everybody is attractive, then why was it only women? I feel like I'm losing my mind mm. listening to this. Doug, that's from Midge Ormet. Okay. Well, obviously, you're not listening. So I just name guys I give presents to. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Oh, man. I didn't know that this would lead to this. It starts with a G and ends with an ale vulva. I want my people to stroke drop. I'm going to, but I already played it. So I want to mix it up. Who cares? Yeah, Play it all day. Yeah, welcome. Can Jackson please come to my office today to broadcast on YouTube me giving our hot admin Christmas gifts right in front of all of the guys who work for me? Thanks. That's from Orson Wizwaco. I didn't ask Learn to come in here and open it up. I figured she'd open in her office. If she wants to come in here and open it, that's fine. I don't do it so she can look, everybody, I gave Lerner a present. You know I gave her one, so what does it matter? No, we didn't know you I gave her I... one. Well, I do every year. Well, we don't know what you do every year. <laughs> well, you Except know the vacation, vacation right schedule. after Thanksgiving okay, and yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doug, a show schedule update. Um, the program will be off tomorrow uh, because tonight, year-end awards. We will find out who is the Milagro mm-hmm. Tequila listener of the year. KGNO Town 2022. Who will claim that title in 2023? The texter of the year. The rookie of the year. Could this be the year Sweet Sweet Kai wins rookie of the year? Could well be. I'm thinking next year. You think it's next year that he'll no, get last it? year we wore tuxedos to this event. Is I'm that expected gonna, again? Thank you, Doug. I'm going to hash no, this I out on air. I can't find mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I threw mine away. I don't know if I threw mine away, but I... I Purge T-shirts into totes that are now in the basement because I brought up my winter clothes. I could maybe find it. I just wasn't for sure if that was mandatory or not. And so I wanted to make sure we hashed that business mm-hmm. out on air. I gave mine as one of the goodwill things. Or maybe it's in that bag I gave you, Plausy. I don't know. I don't think it is. I looked. I sent Jackson a private DM last night. Can he confirm he received? Thanks. That's from Mr. Licks. Uh, Jackson, do you have any confirmations you'd like to announce? Uh, I mean, I'll take a look. You didn't get one. He's this guy lies more than anybody. Uh, no, I, know. I think I did. Yeah, oh. I did. Oh yeah, what's he got? Um, it's a big NBA question that I don't really oh, want to read on there. Draymond Green. Yeah, you got your name mentioned, so sir. The I said I don't even follow chicks hoops. So he's, I don't even know if he wants me to read it. I can confirm I got it though. Does the listener of the year get to be a Hubbard employee next year, like KG and O Town? That's from Gary Pinkle's cell phone etiquette. Could be. Are we looking at a seventh? It yeah. happens. Well, maybe a Tim employee. They open up. Hubbard. You imagine every year we hire somebody at the end of the year. We just got a staff of 15 on a three-hour HD show. Can we have a three-peat winner for Rookie of the Year next year? That's from Jonathan Mardukas. I honestly, I'm with Jackson because I didn't notice it either. And, like, so, and I don't think anybody here on the day has knew that he was last year. Or really cared. Just do it every year now for a joke. Doug just got closer to the. Make him the Rookie of the Year next year, too. Just do it every year. Just to screw up these people. Would that be a bit or a sketch? I think that's a sketch if it's that long. Yeah. You know, it's a three-year, <laughs> probably the long bit. game there. Yeah. Maybe he'll win this year, then we'll give it to him again next year. Well, I just hope there's not so much bitterness tonight. Yeah, tonight should be a night of nog. Right. Now, I did, when I voted, I voted obviously for the best, but also, does it matter if we know the person's not going to arrive to accept the award or not? You know what I mean? Why? None of them, half of them didn't show up last year. That one. <laughs> but you still get it, right? Whether you're there. Or I not? think so. Yeah. I just didn't know what you know. 
if there was a choice between X and Y, why? Well, how, how would we one? know for sure who's going to be there? I mean, there's obvious ones. But things come area, up, yeah. too, where people couldn't make it there. I think you morons should make the rookie of the year thing a bit. Keep nominating random listeners who've been around forever for the award and then watch all the sads weep. Mm-hmm. Suck it, dorks. Ah. That's from Brian Henschen, Doug. Tough season in Indianapolis. But, Gosh. you know, everybody's alive in the AFC. Yeah. Including the Colts. Yep. Uh, well, now I have a, a real tuxedo that I wear to many of the galas at the Ritz, of course. Right. Would that be appropriate to wear that tonight? Yeah, yeah you I mean, can wear you'll that. Just, you'll just blend in. And we'll all wear whatever. Yes. Okay. I used to have a tux when I worked at the Breckenridge, but... What happened to that? I don't know. We could do sweaters. Chase Richards talked you right out of it, didn't he? Talked me right... Right out of your clothes. <laughs> right into his hot tub. I had to say we all wore quarter zips. I'm wearing a tie. Are you really? Yeah. Might as well. Bolo tie? Or... Ooh, I like a good don't bolo Don't have a lot tie. of affair that worn a, you know, shirt and tie combo. You really are wearing a tie? I think so. Wearing maybe a little cardigan? Huh. Ooh, cardigan. Jackson sported yeah. a cardigan a couple days ago. Had him buzzing on 101. Really? It was hot. ESPN. Uh, this is the Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Burkhart, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Had a listener last night say, hey, can you give me the secret number? I said, of course I can. Here it is, though. 314 and that'll take you right to the muckrakers. Straight to the muckety rock, Muck- not the muckrakers, the muckety mucks. That's Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, mm-hmm. Peter Munganest. And then if you want to get your car serviced, Ryan Seiberg in the service department, uh, 314-252-0029. Looking to buy a car? Maybe you're looking to lease a car. Looking for a new car? Looking for a pre-owned car? Oh, they've got selection galore. And that's all online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. It's Munganest, St. Louis Acura. And Muggett S. Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour. So the program's off tomorrow. And then in the sales meeting on Tuesday, we discussed being off the week between Christmas and New Year's. The sales staff was good with that. So uh, the show will be off in between Christmas and New Year's and then return on January 2nd, Doug. And we'll be breaking down Michigan, Alabama, Texas, and Washington. And the Blues will be in the midst of a... Nine-game winning streak. Probably. With Drew Bannister mm-hmm. up for the Jack Adams Award. So that's kind of what we got for you here over the next... Uh, I will be off next Thursday and Friday as well. And uh, so I guess my last show for 2023 uh, will be will be also a gala. I guess we'll all wear tuxes for that one. will be on mm. uh, Wednesday. And we're expected to bring presents to you? I would expect it. I mean, I don't know why yeah, I, kinda, I kind of wasted my vacation week then. We're off anyway. Yeah. We didn't waste it. Well. You're still going to be off. You didn't take any vacation all year long until November? No. Well, you took that. Well, your shoulder. Well, it was. You took that week off. Wouldn't that be considered sick leave? Depending on how you put it on your time card, I guess. I don't really care. I don't really care. I take my two weeks, you know, when I take it. Everyone knows when you do. And the gifts that you give. And it got you guys a week off because you can't do a show without me and Tim, so they just gave you all they gave you all the <laughs> well, week off. I mean we could have. It it would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean me and Doug are 
Our it, rapport. Our it may have been just have too much Jackson of a show. Here. Yeah. <laughs> too over the top. Boy, you don't know what these guys might say type of show. Uh, hey, Tim, if the show is off between Christmas and New Year's, can you guys do a deep dive on how this affects Iggy's PTO? Thanks. <laughs> already brought it up. Never mind. Sounds like the discussion's already started. That's Andy <laughs> in St. Peter's. Perhaps you can carry over a week, Wig- Iggy. I almost called you Wiggy. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. All right. I, I, I don't go anywhere anyway. It don't matter to me. doesn't kinda, matter to you. I kind of <laughs> get bored. I said my vacation is that I don't have to get up at 5.30. That's... Which isn't a bad thing. I don't go anywhere. No. Well, getting up at 5.30 is not the worst thing in the world either. No. Another hour or so would be really rough. The guys who have to get up at like 3.30, 4 o'clock, that I think is a life changer. But if you have to get up at 5.30 or 6, eh, you still go to bed at 10 and you're all right. I'm used to it now, by now. And I don't think, I can't remember, <clears throat> I can't remember the last time that I actually had the alarm wake me up. For some reason, I wake up at like 5 o'clock. Then I kind of lay there for a half hour knowing I got 30 minutes before I got to get up. Yeah. 3.45 for me. Oh, that's brutal. I, I like, I don't want to jump out and get, like, immediately. So I like to kind of slowly get ready and mm. get dogs and make a coffee or whatever. What time do you go to bed at night? 9.30 to 10.30. That's not much sleep. Five hours. Damn. Not that much. Uh, breaking news. Uh, I have the audio where Ken said he was not sick but stayed home anyway, and I'm going to send it in. It's from Harrison's brother, Master. No, I think what I said is that uh, I probably could. <laughs> like everybody's got receipts. <laughs> I think I said I could have come back earlier, but I just wanted to make sure for those three days so I didn't come in and get anybody sick, I think is what I said, something to that effect. But what, wasn't that the shoulder, though? Or am I thinking, I, I may be thinking a whole other thing. You didn't want the rest of us to hurt no. our shoulders. <laughs> because no, I, I thought I it was like the shoulder, the shoulder hurt no, from a, like a fall. A stomach virus or something. I just couldn't shake it. And I think I said I felt good enough on Tuesday. I could have come back in, but I just didn't want to take any chance to get sick. So I might as well take the next three days, have the whole weekend to recuperate, and then I'd be fine. So, God forbid, I think of everybody, somebody else. Mm-hmm. It was a noble gesture. Why do, you, why do they care? What? No. Oh, they off. care about they, they just like to pick. They, they I've got audio saying he could have come in, but he didn't. <laughs> who, who keeps that sort of audio with them? Harrison's brother master. <laughs> it's like a lighter in your pocket. Or just, you know, that was the hardest hardest uh, category for me was worst caller, worst texter. <laughs> oh, now Because they the all are texter. so bad. I oh. saw the first nominee go, he's a winner. Oh, wait, this guy's even worse. This guy's worse. <laughs> yeah, the worst texter. I mean, I should just be a four-way tie for all of them. That would teach him if you all won worst texter. Is it a group of simps <laughs> walk up to the stage and accept a little award? Uh, Doug, we've got a title sponsor, and that's a great thing. Uh, and that title sponsor is Brown and Crouppen. That's who they are, yeah. Terry Crouppen, Andy Crouppen, Ed Herman, we've met them. They've been in studio. One of them's here uh, every Tuesday. Delightful people to talk to. And um, as you get to know them, you know that they're the kind of guys you would like to have represent you. If you have a potential personal injury case, Brown and Crouppen is a local law firm, and they are here to serve you. They've been doing that in St. Louis since 1979. Superior legal services, and they value client services as well. They also treat their employees like gold. They've been voted one of the best workplaces for years in St. Louis. Brown and Crouppen realizes that happy employees are the key to providing the best client experiences. And as we get to know these guys, and as you get to know them, you can see that they'd be fun people to work with and to work for. If you think you may need Brown and Crouppen services, call them. I'll give the phone number right now. 
314-222-2222, or go to brownandcrouppen.com. Make sure to let them know you heard it here on TMA. They'll give you a free evaluation for the case. They work on a contingency basis, no upfront cost to you. If you don't get paid, they don't get paid, and they've won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. Past results are no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. Uh, and uh, if you're looking to get some work in the weather, you know, it's cold this morning, but it isn't that bad for December. 58, I think I saw. But I'm telling you, maybe get out and get some work in at Family Golf and Learning Center. And while you're there, get some gift cards for the holidays, uh, or you can do so at FamilyGolfOnline.com. Perfect spot to go ahead and get some Christmas shopping done. It's Family Golf and Learning Center, double-decker driving range, and you go, oh, it's going to be pretty cold out there. I think I'm going to pass. Well, they're all heated. How do you do? They're all heated, plus two indoor simulators, and then also a short game area, Family Golf and Learning Center with great instructors, uh, bar, restaurant, and a perfect spot for holiday shopping, whether it be a gift card or to get the incredible selection of golf merchandise they have. It's Family Golf and Learning Center, we make St. Louis better at golf, family golf, and learning center. Jackson, why don't you tell the people about Circa? Because I'm four and one and tied for 375th in this quarter, the final quarter of the Circa Millions, Doug. And if I can win it, that'd be 100K wired to my account, and I wouldn't even notice it. Does that mean 374 <laughs> people went five and zero? Oh? Uh, yes. So I like my chances. Yeah. I'll tell folks about Circa because it's the world's largest sports book in Las Vegas. And now it's in Illinois. That's right. The Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. The Circa Sports app is a sports gambling app made by sports gamblers. So they encourage you to shop the lines, take a look around other Illinois sports books, then come back to Circa. I'm really certain that you're going to be a lot happier with the lines over at Circa because they always strive for those tight money line splits. If you think the Blues are going to get that bump after getting a new coach, they are even money tonight against the Senators. Even money if you take Blues. Doug, you bet the Blues against the Senators? Sure, I bet the Blues. Blues, money line. The old new coach bump. You'll get a dead cat bounce. Well, little DCB, according to DEV. And that's all available over at the Circa Sports app, which is, of course, now available in Illinois. Visit CircaSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. There it is. Send your text in, EDF Group text inbox, 314-881-TMA5, EDF Group. Uh, support the sponsors. That's the name of the game on this program. It really is. I mean, that's why it's be Doug, the next time uh, we have a year-end awards, it'll be the 20th year of this program oh. 2024 how do you do why did a show that's aired on random stations and now it's hd2 survive for 20 years because the audience knows the name of the game and that is supporting the sponsors so if you have a fire extinguisher at work and the answer is yes you certainly do email the edf group at fire at the edf group.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the edf group can save your company money again that email address is fire at the edf group.com the EDF Group is hot and will prevent your facility from having hot fires. Experience the EDF Group difference. Learn more at the edfgroup.com.
Com. Send your emails in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. That comes your way at 945, and we will have a Sunday pack five games worth of tickets for today's design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day prize winner. Sunday fun day at the ballpark. This five-game pack includes tickets to five Sunday afternoon games. Give the gift of Cardinal Baseball. Holiday tickets are on sale now and start at just $55. For complete pack details, visit cardinals.com slash Holidays, so somebody is going to win 10 tickets to five different games for winning the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. That's Send yours 50 giveaways. The morning after at InsideSteel.com. 50 giveaways you'll get. Because uh, Sundays are always giveaway days. No. Oh. How about that? That's yeah. worth 50 bobbleheads. Yeah, or maybe 50 jerseys. Yeah. I think Mosaic put like... 10 or 15% equity stake in the bobblehead business, I feel like. <laughs> Is that what happened, do you think? <laughs> Pushing them. He acquired a minority position in a bobblehead company? God, Pushing them that's hard. inside stuff. Uh, hey, tonight is the year-end awards. It's at Hot Shots. Gets underway at 7 p.m. You want to get there early to make sure you get a spot. It is tonight at 7 p.m. Hot Shots in Webster at 7 p.m. Please, if you could, in the name of the great Jennings Randolph Jr., bring a new and unwrapped toy for Annie's Hope. Uh, that is a tradition here on TMA. And with Jay's passing last year, we have now moved the toys for Annie's Hope. And if you could, please bring a new and unwrapped toy for Annie's Hope tonight at Hot Shots in Webster Groves Year End Awards. And uh, that gets underway at 7 p.m. And I don't want to say the orgy at 8.30 is like a, like, that's like, okay, 30, let's go. But I just think it'll just, I think organically at 8.30 is when people start. It's not much time to really get to know people. Sleeping though. with each other. Yeah, but guys, guys show up so randy. You do? Because you've had a couple pops before you get there. <laughs> a couple sodies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doug, uh, you tell me uh, the lead, even though it's 7.41. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug Armstrong's press conference yesterday? Um... Missouri schedule announcement. Uh, as all the SEC schedules were announced last night. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's a press conference. All right. Armstrong, that's what's new and what people are talking about. Uh, this is uh, what Doug Armstrong says uh, they wanted uh, from Craig Berube this season. Hit the coming. lever, please. Plowsy. Entering the season, you kind of knew this was going to be a retool, rebuild uh, up until last week you're in a playoff spot. What more would you have wanted from uh, not not from Craig. This isn't a ref- uh, what I would have liked to seen from our team was a more consistent game. It's uncomfortable when you go to the arena every night and you're not really sure what your team is going to look like. You're not really sure what to expect. That's something that we haven't felt here for a long time. I, I don't want to dwell on last year. Uh, but la- so last year we we entered the season with the glass half full thinking it's the last dance you know we we've got veteran players on one year deals and they're going to go out with a blaze of glory and we just didn't find any footing you know and and so we made changes but if you look at the last 82 games plus however many this year 110 ish games like our power plays at or near the bottom our penalty kill is at or near the bottom, and our point total is at or near the bottom. At some point, you have to make changes. And it, it's not something I wanted to do. It's not something 
that I that I wanted to start the season in, uh, or, or having to do. But it's a it's an area where we find ourselves that, you know, the definition of insanity: keep doing the same thing and think things are going to change. And it cost it cost a great man his 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 role on the team be, because things weren't changing. Yeah. Like your reaction to Doug Armstrong. Well, I don't like the definition of insanity. That That's not the definition of insanity at all. That's the cliche, but it isn't. That was Einstein saying if you're doing experiments and you keep trying the same things and expect different results, that's insane. But it's not really the definition of insanity. That's just a cliche that bugs me. But anyway, I think if you're the one who built the team and Armstrong is the one who built it, then I think that the, probably the blame should go to him more than the coach. I think he's blaming himself kind of in that piece, it sounded like, too. Because he was quick to say it's not Baruvi's fault. Well, if it's not Baruvi's fault, then it's the players you're paying. And yeah. it's obviously Cairo is a big problem on the team in terms of just the lack of points and zero defense. That's a huge signing with a question mark on it from right from the jump. It was probably going to be either Baruvi or Cairo. They probably think- couldn't coexist. You see Kyrou's last game. Kyrou locked Ruby. up for what eight or nine more years. <laughs> it was like sixteen minutes. He was like a minus two at one shot yeah. on goal. Like, yeah, yeah. but it, it's not to... just Kyrou. No, they got a they got a whole bunch of a team full of players who just aren't terribly productive. But Kyrou is the one they invested in. Yeah, he, and that's that's the difference, and that is that's the major to me concern is whether you want to call it a regression or lack of progression because the other guy they invested in is having a very good season Thomas and and he went out of his way we played that entire press conference yesterday during balloon party so I listened to every minute of it he went out of his way to praise both Thomas and Jordan Bennington said they probably don't win uh, as many games as they've even won without those guys and uh, Braden Shen's performance so far this season but uh, he you know certainly wasn't necessarily uh, complimentary of Jordan Cairo. Uh, here is what Doug Armstrong had to say when he was asked if he believes the Blues can be competitive this season. It's a little of a plan to be competitive while you do this. You've stated that clearly. Is it as feasible as you thought it was going into this year now that you've seen 28 games? Can you continue down the path? That well, I, th- I think that we have a higher level. I, I think we, we, we're a better team than, than our our play indicates. I don't know if we're a better team than our record indicates. I really don't. But I know we're a better team than our play indicates. And I think those ebbs and flows are, are what I'm looking to to minimize. And then, you know what? If we're not good enough, we're not good enough. But I, I arrogance, ignorance, I can't believe that anyone could put up those last three rosters that we played and our rosters and think we should lose all three of those games. Well, Detroit's better in terms of roster you put their roster up against Detroit Detroit's is better yeah well it's been a bummer of a season that's for sure but that's what the expect the expectations were that they'd be a middling team yeah. and that's what they are middling so thought, would kind of be an upgrade from where they are right now I mean, I'm not sure they're even under 500 I just I don't it's just that they're they're just not very entertaining it's not very compelling to, to watch, I don't think. It's the lack of consistency, and I think specifically, specifically, the lack of development of Jordan Cairo, which may, I mean, again, I'm not saying this is about Jordan Cairo because if the team were winning, and they were, uh, 
and Kyrou wasn't having a great year, then that's one thing. But then you combine it with that, and you're going, okay, we've got two guys who aren't necessarily on the same page, and we've invested long-term dollars in one. One's a young player. We can find another coach, so we can't necessarily find this other player. Plus, we've tied financials to him. we got to get start getting something out of him. And if we don't, then maybe we need to move on from him and see if it's going to be somewhere else. Uh, and that's what Pierre Lebrun seemed to indicate, reading between the lines in his column in The Athletic yesterday, that nothing is off the table for the Blues as the season plays out. So uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that the interim coach, not necessarily the permanent uh, head coach, but the interim coach is someone with a bunch of ties to the Blues' younger players in Drew Bannister. Yeah. I, I can't imagine there's anyone on the roster, with, with the possible exception of Bennington, that you would say, boy, we sure can't, sure can't lose him. But I was also on the same point. If there any value for anybody, either, like you're at a point to where you know you don't want to trade neighbors, you don't want to trade your young star. But there is there any market for a Krug, a Pareka? Like these guys are making you know six plus AAV a year, yeah. and completely, uh, they're just sometimes lost out there. Here so. is uh, Jordan Bennington's thoughts on the uh, firing. Hit the lever, Plowsy. It's uh, it's difficult, I think, all around, um, in all regards. And obviously, yeah, he's been uh, my coach for, for the whole time I've been in the NHL and a little bit of minors, and um, got to know him uh, over the years and and have some success. So it's it's hard, always hard to see someone go, you know, whether it's a teammate or a, a coach like that. And um, so it's difficult. Morrison was wacko. Has thoughts, Doug? He's on the line. Okay. Look at this. Yeah, Callers. Uh, good morning, Morrison. What's Wacko? How are you guys today? We're What's fine. We're fine, Wacko. You know, I know that we have a lot of crap going on with the Blues and the Cardinals, but really what has my dauber up is something that happened a couple days ago. Whenever someone on that show, your show, incorrectly regurgitates historical facts, it really sends me into a rage. Does it really? Ask Plowboy. Yeah, he does. Boy, it's a sensitive his topic. imaginary stories of Lewis and Clark, and now we have Iggy claiming that Winston Churchill was a genocidal maniac. <laughs> I have a problem with that. I don't believe those are my words. <laughs> well, I went back, Iggy, and I watched that show, and you're right. It was very good. But Hitler had created something called Fortress Europe, and the Allies said, well, we can't penetrate in Fortress Europe does not have a roof, so they bombed it. And when you have factories and you're just, all you do is create more and more of your war machine, you bomb it. And unfortunately, there's going to be civilians that are called collateral damage. Well, they were all civilians, so 600,000 of them. So are the people in London who got bombed. Working, working in the factories that created the war machine and perpetuated the war effort. What about yes. what about Bengal, the uh, million uh, people from India who died of starvation because uh, he refused to send them food, even though Australia had the ships ready to go, he wouldn't send food for them, and they all died of starvation. What about that? Well, what and where did the food go that he didn't send? Probably to the islands. Well, it didn't go to the, it didn't go to the people. Or, what do you mean either here or there? There's a million people yeah. he starved. But if you have to choose between you and the four of uh, and the rest of the guys on the dance on who eats, who's going to eat? Well, you, you think we didn't have any food if we send food to them? Uh, we don't have any food for us? I mean, come on, man. 
or yeah, England doesn't have any food. Just, just go do some reading. Read yeah, I, yeah I've, I've read a lot of articles on it, and they all say the same and thing. Then, and then you, you immediately go to Roman sex. And the only way the emperor can finish is if the slave boy comes over and finishes off the emperor. Not all of them, but some of them. That's how they did it. Clip that off. How is that? How do you know that? How do I know that? How would you know that? I've I, a bunch I, of I read a lot. I read a, I read, a, read a lot on the Roman Empire because I'm fascinated by the Roman Empire. And that was one okay, of the things. I would, that was love, a... I would love to see the publication that said, and in order for him to finish, he had his boy Charles come over and tongue his paint. Oh I mean, gosh! Yeah, they talked about they talked Charles? about gay sex back in the Roman Empire. And there were there were there were some that what had books that, are you had that reading? done to him. Is this a, like a porn movie you watched? No, God Almighty! Even even in uh, no. Game of Thrones and in uh, some of the Roman uh, shows they do. That's happened, and they're using facts for that. I mean, I know Game of Thrones was made up, but I'm sure they did some research on what happened, you know, at certain times. And yeah, the Romans did. They didn't do so research on dragon position. I could guarantee you that. Well, either way, I, I, I just, mean, I have a hard time. I mean, I'm sure some weird stuff happened, but I'm not. I'm not sure that. Happened. Every emperor, well, yeah, that's just it. That's just it. You're not sure that happened, so you don't know either. There you go, Doug. Well, neither do you, but you presented as fact. Well, that's what I read. So I guess people, the the, air, I guess left field and gone. I guess scholars, you know, writing these things made that. Scholars don't write about that. There's a professor hey, at Georgetown who does nothing but write about the Roman Empire. Can you imagine a dissertation on this? You hand it to your, your professor. <laughs> 50, 60 pages. Uh, Orson Wetzel wants to know the professor's it's a, name. It's a female. I think I, I think I looked up her yesterday. And so. she writes about the sex habits of the Roman Empire. <laughs> this would be amazing. And, and the little slave boy named Charles. <laughs> yeah, I didn't give a slave Charles. boy his name. Who would like that name in the text inbox? Uh. Her name is actually Marden Nichols, M-A-R-D-E-N, Marden Nichols. What's the clock? She writes saying? exclusively about uh, the Roman Empire, so go, go read some of her stuff. I'm go- if you don't think I will. No, I, I, will. I hope you will. And go read some, go read some other, stuff on Churchill, too. Oh, she is gorgeous. <laughs> no, she's plain. Jim, I, am, uh, I am thrilled to know that you are just, you, you're beginning to see the JFK assassination the way that I've, I mean, I I am mesmerized by all of that. Are you? Uh, I was listening to this on my way out here, literally walking into the studio this morning. Uh, the uh, podcast uh, "Who Killed JFK" with uh, Rob Reiner and Soledad O'Brien, and a new episode came out yes. yesterday. I have not heard the new one, but I've listened to so many of those podcasts. This podcast has brought so much more information that I never knew especially the in-depth background of Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. I mean, I can't not, it's just, I, I, I share your enthusiasm for it, and I really, you know, at, at 47 years old, had never really paid that much attention to it, minus that movie where Joe Pesci was dressed up as like a Victorian, and then Kevin was Bacon was dipped in gold. Somebody yeah. was dipped in gold. Tommy Lee. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. How do you think something that happened over 60 years ago is still in the minds of people that they don't believe Oswald worked on his own, or he did work on his own, or it was Cuba, or it was the Mafia? Uh, why is it 60 years later people are still enamored by that, do you think? Because it's still a mystery. Because, Iggy, I think the world changed 
from that moment on. That is the uh, that is the answer exactly, concisely that I would say as well. And and a lot of this, I think, for me, perhaps some of it's certainly the podcast. But I think when I when I host sound story interviews, and you know, most of the people I'm talking with were born in the '40s, some in the '50s, uh, and all of them, of course, can remember where they were on November 22nd, 1963. Like many of us will. Uh, always remember Jackson being an exception, but September 11th, 2001. And for those people, what's so interesting to me is they all talk about the 1950s the same way and that Leave it to Beaver was kind of representative of what that time was like as far as the innocence of it and how on November 22nd, 1963, even though they didn't know it in the moment, it was the beginning of the end of the innocence. If you look at how the, the decade of the 1960s started, versus how that decade ended, the change that took place in the, the mind of especially younger people in, in, in that 10-year time is, I would imagine, the most significant, at least in recent American history. And essentially, it's one of distrust, not just because the Kennedy assassination, but also Martin Luther King, RFK, but more particularly Vietnam. And so it was either an enlightenment or a beginning of distrust, and that distrust still carries over to this day. So I think that is the reason. It's right. the impetus for that. You're 100% right. Doug, you're probably, were you, you probably weren't old enough to have been drafted. No. Right? No, I was not. But, yeah, so that happened, my dad got drafted, and he, he's a pretty sharp guy. He was at M, or Caltech, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with that school. He ran out of deferment and had to go. And There's the clock ticking again. What is that? That's my blinker driving. Oh, okay. It sounds like you're uh, on the blinker. That's how close it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want you to feel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only problem I have with that is that uh, there's anyway, really... Okay. What's wrong? Hold on a second. Orson Welles, he's upset. What's the no, problem? No, I'm not upset. I was just going to throw something else out. But if okay, you're still, go ahead. If you're still talking, go ahead. No, I was just saying that that when Kennedy died, that literally was day one of the Vietnam era and the slaughter that those guys had to go through, and you know a lot of the heartache and tough times they had coming home. Even the ones that came home. I mean, my dad never talks about it. I know he saw some really bad things, but he's probably a lucky one in the fact not only just lived, but he was able to have a productive life. But he's right. got all these horrible suppressed experiences, and you, you, you want to say, like, hey, was it worth it? And I think when you asked him, that moment in time when Kennedy died, that sort of hopefully gives some personification to, hey, that's this is why this changed. Because people like my dad, their entire life was upended, and they were sent out, in many cases, for not really a clear reason. Are you just going you in know, circles? Turn my blinker on. Mm-hmm. No. I'm actually going to my attorney's house right now. You know him, Joe? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I do know Joe. Do you get in trouble Joe's with Joe's a very again? dangerous eight right now, Doug, if you get into a money game with him. Heads up on that. I'm just telling you that. Dangerous eight. Uh, Playing more no, like a four or five. No. Didn't, Kennedy, some, uh, didn't Kennedy send like, troops like over to Vietnam before he was killed? Wasn't he 
I know Lyndon Johnson was the one who really sent more and more, but didn't didn't Kennedy had already sent troops over to Vietnam, Cambodia before he, he did, was killed? But, but he had already ordered uh, a slow withdrawal. I mean, they were literally in that process, and within months of his death, uh, Johnson escalated the war. That's again, that's another reason that there's all this conspiracy, you know. Well, the, the, the part that, that I ISO in on, and I just happen to be watching that television show on National Geographic, and I don't want to turn it into like it's the second coming of some television production. Yeah, yeah. It was good, but it wasn't, you know, in, you know, something that I would say is absolutely incredible. I enjoyed it, and I would probably watch it again. I just hadn't seen the exchange between the press and Lee Harvey Oswald. The fact that there even was an exchange, a press conference, mm-hmm. is so bizarre. But yeah. then when, when a reporter asked Oswald about being charged with the murder of the president, he looked at him, and his reaction was one of somebody who had no idea what he was talking about. And so that is why I thought, and, and, and listen, it's not like my tells are infallible. I mean, it, you know, or my reads are infallible. But I just looked at that, and I go, I don't think this guy had anything, I'm much less knew about anything to do with it. Now, that's my premise, so I wanted to dig into it. And so the last episode of this podcast, and I've been listening to a couple of them, so it's really what I've been mainly listening to over the last month, explained how this came to fruition. Um, And then it explains, because I believe uh, Oswald was arrested for a fight in New Orleans for handing out pro-Cuban... Leaflets. Leaflets, yes. Thank Mm -hmm. you. It's great to have your knowledge here to help me along on this thing. But in in reality, it was all part, per per these these stories now, it was all about, there's a term for it, to set him up to begin the process of the narrative. Right. And and so it was all, and then then you realize, like, I've kind of believed that this stuff is certainly possible. Uh, So then it opens your mind to what else is possible, that it was a plan from the get-go to have him. Because you go, well, why was he working at the Texas Book Depository? Well, that wasn't a coincidence. So once you realize this stuff, I got here's here, I'll I'll sum it up and I'll tie it into sports and something that everybody listening to this show is familiar with and cares about. Once I realized the story I was told from a, I mean, if you knew the source, you'd go, okay, that makes sense, on how Kevin Demoff got Jeff Fisher to become the Rams head coach. And I became aware of that in 2012. And I realized the the public circus that was, didn't realize it was told, the public circus it was, when in reality he was already hired and was going to be the Rams coach, even though he was already down in Miami interviewing to be the Dolphins coach, I realized what these guys were capable of doing. And it wasn't like it was some brilliant, beautiful mind meta play, but I realized the optics that they would put forth to get a narrative going for those who don't know, of course, what's really going on behind the scenes. And that is why perhaps this show was ahead of the curve on the Rams moving, and we paid so much attention to it because I knew the kind of stuff that they would do in order to get something done. And so I think, and maybe I'm off on this, once you become aware of, or I suppose questioning of, the narrative that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone and that the government would participate in a cover-up to get that across to the public, then you open your mind to the other kinds of things that could go on in 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 the name of, quote-unquote, keeping the peace and keeping the public at bay. 
And I think that, right. and it's not to say that that was the first one, that it started on November 26th, 2nd, 1963. It's just the one where the public became hip to it. And still, plenty of people right. believe Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Uh, the only way I got there was just by watching that exchange, and I go, holy crap, this guy doesn't even know what he's talking. And he, it's not that he didn't know that he was being charged, didn't know that what they were talking about. He looked exasperated when they're t- you've been charged with the murder, and he goes, and he just almost like rolled his eyes like, son of a bitch. I had been right. told that this might be possible, and now I see what's going on. I was warned about it, and here it is. So I'm with you as far yeah. as I think there could be other people involved. But do you think, after watching that, do you think, he didn't kill him? I do not think Lee Harvey Oswald killed him. No. Period. I definitely think he was probably involved in some way. Whether or not he knew the exact plan, but that's the thing. That that That's the whole point of the operation. Is like, no one knew, knows who fired the bullet. It's the firing squad mentality. There's five bullets uh, or five shooters and one of the shooters has a blank. I mean, I don't know. It's it's just fascinating reading, and then if you really dive in and you look at all the subsequent events, you really could draw a line back to that moment in time. But So when Doug and I have talked about it, for example, and we just did this one time off the air, I don't think you really care about me sharing this, that your your opinion at the very least is that he did not act alone, correct? That is Right. There was someone on the grassy knoll yeah. who fired at, the kill at, shot. At the very least. And then mm-hmm. my, my supposition was, again, and I'm isolating, and it could be, who knows, God, I mean, the guy obviously just had his ass kicked and questioning. He came out with, you know, black eyes. Um, who knows? I mean, he might have not been with it. I could be completely off and giving way too much value to something that, so, but it was that exchange. So my whole premise was, okay, I don't, I watch that and I go, he wasn't, he wasn't even, he didn't, he didn't kill him. I mean, he didn't even fire a bullet and he was exasperated yeah. by it. So then I wanted to dig into it to see, well, then if that's the case, then how is he, you know, involved in the killing of Tippett and how is he involved in the book depository? And then as I listened to this, now I'm finding the reasoning for the whole thing, and then it starts to make sense. Now, it could be complete BS. People can find information to fit their preconceived narratives sure. in 2023, wherever they want to go, and start believing ridiculous things. But again, mine is based on just that that interaction. Obviously, plenty of other people don't believe that he's responsible or solely responsible, and I'm sure they have other reasons. Right. And then I go with also well, on that video, which uh, the documentary you watch, is the guy who gave, gave him a ride to work that day. And he came in with a big package. Oh, yeah. It looked like a gun. He said it's, uh, what, curtain rods? I mean, that's kind yeah. of, you know, why is he bringing a gun? Well, the, that guy said on that documentary that that package was not of gun barrel length. So it was like 14 inches long. I mean, who knows? I, I just know that we don't know all the facts. That's what I know. And it's, you know, it's interesting. I just hope younger generations take the time to learn about that stuff because what's the phrase doug if you don't learn history you're doomed to repeat it yeah um and i think we're seeing that sort of lay out in front of our eyes but anyway i uh i I didn't mean to get get us sidetracked on that but that that fascinates me world war ii and that are my bailiwick what about little uh servant boys in the roman empire finishing off uh emperors right Right. We'll go read. My wife uh, is going to be like, "Hey, why is that guy Charles in our bedroom now?" Uh, don't worry about it. Oh, that's hot. He's going to be there. This <laughs> just Charles. Go, just go Google, and I'm not talking about made-up articles and conspiracy authors. Go, just Google, was Churchill a war criminal, and just see all the articles God. that came up. <laughs> if it weren't for what Churchill and Charles de Gaulle, all of Europe would have probably fallen. 
I'm just saying go right. go look at some of the articles. I did that. I didn't just make it up because I saw I saw the World War II documentary. Landing all over the heads of people in London almost every night. What's he supposed to I do? Get that war Sorry, is, I Hitler. get that war is war and people are going to die. But I mean, there's certain things he did that didn't need to be done that didn't help win a war. Uh, Iggy, it's almost like you're a communist sympathizer. Oh my God. <laughs> Please don't say that. I mean, that's just stupid. I mean, everybody has their opinions. Look, you just called Winston Churchill a war criminal. I said, I said, Google it and see what comes up, and you'll see the things he did. God, I mean, I well, guess yeah. everybody could be a war criminal if they well, kill. Was Eisenhower kill, a war criminal because of, because some uh, residents of France were killed? Does that make Eisenhower a war criminal? I'm not saying that war it does, Doug. I mean, when you have a chance to save people and you don't, I mean, he could have saved a million people in Singal by he sending did. over food, and he didn't. He probably saved more than a million by standing up against the Nazis and fighting well, them sure. instead of rolling over and playing dead. Sure. Like Neville Chamberlain, appeasement. Look that one up, Iggy. No, I'm, I'm not looking anything up. I'm just telling you what I, I read I and what I was, thought, and I, I saw know. the documentary, and I said, God, he didn't need to do that. I don't think it was Churchill's responsibility to feed all the people of India. Yeah, well, no, it's not. Well, we, should, we should stop well, sending kind food of to people. British too. territory, but hey, I just want to say thanks for this year. You guys are awesome. I appreciate all that, Doug? How about that? What a, what a sentiment. Out on the room for Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, Doug? Maybe we'll see you tonight. Yeah. I there is no way in hell that I'll be there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just a lot of plans, I assume. Actually, actually, Iggy, um, my cousin, the person that donated the St. Louis Golf, yep. she called me yesterday. She's like, I think we should go. And I'm like, I don't think that'd be a good idea. Why not? I would um, think that there will be a lot of St. Louis Country Club members there tonight. <laughs> well, she can come as my guest. I'll tell you what, if, if Mr. Licks goes, <gasps> I will go. Balance oh, really? sheet showdown tonight at Hot Shots in Webster Groves. <laughs> I will go and I'll bring uh, um, Allison. How so, about that? I would love to see that happen. And do bring your balance sheet. Yes, if you could. Well, we need Allison, to encourage everyone to bring. Tell Allison she can come if she wants. Well, if you don't want to go. I'm at my I'm at my attorney's uh, house right now, Doug, um, and we will can tune it up and. Make sure it's ready to be presentable. Yes, yeah, nice. please bring it. CPA yeah. too, so okay. he can uh, attest to it. All right. Yeah, it's nice. Nice. All right. This thing looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People be in good mood. Uh, the stock market is just was up another 500 points yesterday. Time high. Yeah, yeah. Sunday charge. You, you can tell your lawyer. Cut Sunday your charge. lawyer lives in a uh, ritzy neighborhood because a lot of blinkers going on, a lot of lefts and rights and lefts and rights into yeah. those uh, big mansions back. Well, Tony neighborhood. He's actually lives in Glendale, so. He does live south of Manchester. Oh, no. Ugh. No. <laughs> I'm surprised you let him represent you. Where the poorest live? Yeah. Could be just barely south of Manchester. Say where the poorest live? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's one of those guys that has the most expensive house on the street. And I always say, I'm like, you never want that. It's good so, counsel. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Warson. It's Wacko. We'll all see it's Again, it's you 7 o'clock at Hot Shots in Webster Groves. Jackson, I better see your phone with some photos on it. All right. There's Morrison Woods Wacko, Doug. Okay, Wacko. Talking World War II, JFK assassination, balance sheet showdown, and wanting to see Jackson's phone. I never thought I would hear Winston Churchill called a war criminal. <laughs> I actually that's, like That's it. a new one. The segment. One of the well, great heroes of the 20th century. Go read all the articles. It's not new. I'm not making this up. I'm not just out of the 
pulled it out of my ass. Guys, history PhDs usually, when citing sources for their thesis, will, in place of bibliography, just say, quote, go Google was Winston <laughs> Churchill war criminal. That's from the Dogtown Astro Band. Gosh. Well, I did, and that's what came up. Oh. He was one of the heroes of the 20th I century. Still, I still like historians using Game of Thrones. I <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't just use that. I mean, there were other things, too. I mean, I could find examples. Oh, yeah. He was the, the worst of the worst. Of all the things going on in World War II, nothing was in, worse than Winston Churchill in, trying to defend his people. All I typed into Google was, was Churchill, and it already came up. A war criminal. It's because you've typed it in before on that phone. <laughs> okay. Nice, um, Doug. You have an IT background. <laughs> but do you want I'm one? trying to find. There's so many reputable sources. Sure. I could go to Reddit, ask historians. <laughs> Boy, there's one. The most reputable yeah. of all the sources. <laughs> Reddit. Crowdsourced. I could go to Tigerboard. <laughs> Jer Jerusalem Post, Foreign Affairs, The National Scott, South China Morning News, no. Boy, <laughs> Calvin University, Washington Post. And what do they say about Churchill being a war criminal? Well, I'll just read the beginning. And the Washington Post is reputable. In some people's I don't think I'm going to be able to read it because I don't uh, subscribe. Okay, so yeah. we're not going to get that. Well, maybe if I get rid of that. No, okay. <laughs> Let me just call Bill. I mean, all right. Wouldn't these be articles written by the same people that would say we should have never bombed Japan because we killed innocent civilians? I don't know. I'm just... Well, probably so. I'm sorry I said it. I don't know the man. Churchill? <laughs> yes. What do you mean? He's been dead for decades. Cut that off. <laughs> the Daily Express, which is very popular in Europe. Winston Churchill branded war criminal for leading Britain to victory. Winston Churchill, his times, his crimes. Well, everyone in war have blood on their hands. But, yeah. It's just going to happen. Like, it, it literally... It... Is this written by one screwball who says, oh, how dare you drop bombs? How dare you win a war? No, it's... it's Probably I'm, I'm telling so. you what the, the, the papers were. There. It's not one individual who's got an opinion. Now, Doug, what do you think more egregious, this or the Bill Russell takes? I know Bill Russell has held that this take, is, has held such worse. a high standard. This, this is, is the worst. worst. This is the because, worst take in show yeah, history. Because this changed the course of human history. We oh, might Bill always, Russell. He could have been a St. Louis Hawk. We it's might still always, We might always speak in German if it weren't for Winston Churchill. Doug, look, Flip Wilson just sent in a picture of his wife while Iggy looks things up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's doing well. His praise for Mussolini. Mussolini's Italian fascism regime was uh, visiting the dictator in 1927. He said, if I had been an Italian, I'm sure I would have wholeheartedly been with you from the start to finish. Your triumphant struggle against the bestial appetites and passions of Lenism. Len of Mussolini, he said, what a man. Lenism. Well, okay, what a man. Remember that salt and pepper? I didn't like that song. I thought it was overplayed. 93? Yeah, this was yeah. 15 or 16 years before the crap hit the fan, before everything changed. Before Europe burst into war. Mussolini was always a dictator. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, people are different sometimes early in their yeah, career. Sometimes you like a career. dictator early on. and then. Uh, Doug Colorado has some thoughts on World War II he'd like yeah. to share. Hitler was Time Magazine Man of the Year one year, too, before the I know, that's war. what I... When I tune into 105.7 Dash 2, this is the kind of content mm -hmm. that I want. I want to hear how JFK died. I want to hear how Mussolini changed... 
uh, at certain times during his career. I don't care. Well, what would you like to hear us discuss? You're going to act like I'm not pulling into the Costco Business Center on Rock Road. Does anybody need anything? I need coffee. Oh. Uh, Do you have a full goat? Do you get a full goat? I could use a couple of big Arnold Palmers. You just want me to get, like, one drink? No, don't they sell the big jugs? You want me to see if they sell big jugs of Arnold Palmer? Yeah, that's right. I need a new coffee pot. Oh, with mine, a couple bags of wrap snacks, any flavor. Would you? They have uh, Takis, blue Takis. Takis are pretty good. I could use a new golf bag. Do they have those at Costco? They have those at normal Costco. I said, listen, listen, I'm at the Costco Business Center. And if you lived at Pasadena Hills, you'd be five minutes from this new business center. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then if you lived at Pasadena Hills, you'd be seven minutes away from all the stuff they're doing on Olive. Okay? Like what? What are they doing on Olive? Uh, let me tell you. So they're putting in already Costco. They just opened a Chick-fil-A. There's a Raisin Cane's going up. There's a, uh, a pickleball Panera. thing. We got all that where I live now. Where do you live? What's your address? Sunset Hills. <laughs> What's your address? What's the specific address? I'm not telling you. Here's my issue is that my sweet daughter is playing piano tonight in the recital. She has a solo. I'm so proud of her. My, uh, I swell with pride. So why is that an but, issue? <clears throat> the issue is there's also I'm winning an award tonight. What are you winning? <laughs> what are you winning? So, uh, listen, I'm Anna Marie's favorite caller. I'm uh, Manchild's favorite caller. I'm Brian Henschen. Rest in peace. I'm his favorite caller. They don't have votes. I'm sorry, what? They don't have votes, so... And I can keep going on with I'm Kevin Abair's favorite caller. Not a voter. I'm Dustin Shapiro. Dustin Shapiro. Not a voter. Uh, government name, favorite caller. I mean, I could go on too. You keep saying they're not voters, so. I'm Skip. I'm Skip's favorite caller. I'm your brother's favorite caller. He's not even a listener. Ken. Ken. Huh? He's not even a listener, more or less a voter. Am I allowed to win the award if I'm not there on time? I doubt you were, were going to win it anyway. That hurt your feelings? Didn't make me feel real good. Go to the recital and enjoy your, your daughter. Don't worry about winning an award. <clears throat> I'll win the I'm gonna win the award. I just don't know if I can can I can I do uh can I send Jackson a voice message of my acceptance speech? Am I allowed to do that? Well, I guess that'd be okay on the off chance that you win, you know. Yeah, just shoot me an email. You know, you can accept your award in absentia. Okay. Does anybody need anything at the Costco Business Center? I'm walking in right now. Okay. Well, we told you our, our shopping list. Nice talking to you. All right. Well, we'll see you. Doug, there was that was Caller Adam nominated yeah. for Caller of the mm-hmm. Year okay. and his skill on full display. All right. We only have like four callers, so it's an easy vote. I haven't been to that Costco in Olive. Oh, nice. that's a zoo. That's right off 170, is it? Uh-huh. Oh, man, that's, that's a zoo. What's that brand they use for everything? Kirkland. 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 just came up with their own golf clubs now. Well, Chris yeah. Nagel called Jackson's ball when we were playing him, a grocery store ball. Yeah. 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 The iron set doesn't look terrible, though. They look like blades to me. I know. That's what I thought, which would be surprising if you're buying your club yeah. from Costco. I've got Kirkland wedges. Oh, do you? How are you striking the ball? Horrible wedge player. Horrible short game.
Disastrous short game. They got great pizza, Kirkland. I like their pizza. I didn't know they had Dude, pizza. Costco's unbelievable. Don't have a membership myself. You guys were actually having some interesting chatter for once. Then you transition to Colorado. Whoa. Mm. This effing show. It's from Dewey Axberger. It's kind of like Buzz, your girlfriend. Whoa. Woof. Oh. Damn. Gosh. Shaming girlfriends. Well, we dragged both Churchill and Eisenhower through the mud. But they had it coming. Yeah, it's it's been way too long since Churchill really got the, the finger right. pointed at him. It uh, looks like Flip Wilson's uh, thinking about changing his name to Little Charles the Money Shot Specialist. Mm. Is that the slave boy in Rome? <laughs> I Someone already took slave named, boy Charles. <laughs> I don't think anybody was named Charles in ancient Rome. I, know, I never right? gave the guy a name. I never said Charles. I, said, <laughs> I could have sworn you said Charles. I think that was no, three wacko. dubs. Yeah. I think I just, three said, dubs. I just said the master would take their slave and say, I'm almost done, come finish me. <laughs> and the slave would come from behind. Oh, Doug. Oh. I don't even think he came from behind. I think they just, I think the wife kind of got up, put some rouge on while they finished. How could we possibly claim everyone did this? When I we know everyone, everyone? everyone does different things. I didn't say everything. I just said, you know, gay sex was, you can go all the way back to the Roman Empire days of gay sex. We can probably go back to prehistoric man. Looks like gay porn here. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I'm gay for Doug. Okay. What are my chances of winning Naughtiest Texer tonight? Would it help if I told you about my girl-girl stories? Yes. That's from Bill's wife. Yes, please. Call in 636-900-4TMA. Yes, please. Well, it's a little late. We're not taking nominations tonight. You can't just come out of the woodwork tonight and Don't win. Don't ruin this. We, we could have our votes changed, I suppose, if the story was especially good. Bill's wife, call in. Boy, I mean, I'm telling you. Mount Rushmore of things I've been wrong about. Have we confirmed that Bill's that's a wife? Real, it's a real woman. I would have bet. God, Jackson, I seriously would have bet you so much. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I don't remember what it was months ago. I think ago. the same deal I was offering the Plowhawk in the Cardinal off season <laughs> like three years ago, ten to one, and he could have bet up to a hundred dollars. I would have lost a grand, and I think it was something similar to that. Has anybody met her in person? No, no, no. I, I can't remember what it was months ago that made me think that she was a woman, but I remember that like there was something some tell she had that was she was actually a girl so how do we know she is a girl <clears throat> KJ no town confirmed it how does he know that's bill's wife <laughs> i can't speak for him but yeah, she also sent me an instagram dm and then sent her phone number that matched up with the phone number that wow, she sent her number that matches up well with the phone text. number doesn't confirm your but sex there's no way that she could have because this woman was her instagram she was a woman and there's no way she could send me her phone number and match Bill's wife's number, you know, some random person wouldn't have that. I don't know. Wouldn't it be easier just to say, here's my picture? Yeah. But then then you're going to have questions of, like, that's not really you. The well, you can say, thing. here, hold up, hold up two fingers and send me a picture in 30 seconds. That'd be pretty easy to prove, yeah, wouldn't it? I, I, when she sent me that, that was confirmation enough for me, okay. personally. So I do Tell believe. Tell me skeptical. I well, do she's believe. about to call Thomas. in with girl-girl stories. Is I she already on hold yet? No, but I'd be willing oh, to bet wow. any amount of money that she is a female. Right. Wow, Doug. We don't have a lot of female listeners. That's right. couple, three. I like that. Uh, we do have a lot of uh, male advertisers, though, and one is Seth Goldcamp, mm-hmm. and he's the sponsor of Design Air Heating and Cooling's email of the day. Uh, he is fourth generation at Design Air Heating and Cooling, and for our email of the day today, a Sunday pack five games of Cardinal tickets. 
So bring your best because you won't hear us live again until Monday, the morning after at InsideSTL.com, Sunday fun day at the ballpark. This five-game pack includes tickets to five Sunday afternoon games. Give the gift of Cardinal Baseball. Holiday tickets are on sale now and start at just $55. For complete pack details, visit cardinals.com slash holiday. Design Air is online at designairservice.com. I think my phone might be able to give us prominent winter holidays forecasts. Uh, just shy of it. Still, I mean, the, the, the temperatures in December now are kind of like temperatures in March. <laughs> it's Isn't unbelievable. It yeah. I mean, it's it lows in the 30s and highs in the 50s or upper 40s, and that's what we got. Uh, inevitably, it will happen, and it will be rough, but uh, it's not coming yet. And it is uh, going to be cold. You want that furnace to be ready, you get it taken care of with Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Doug is a client. I am a client. Say, friends, why don't you become a client as well? It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Jackson, Doug, tell me about your hair. Oh. I was just thinking before we do that that this has to be considered among the greatest fall weather that this city has ever had. How about that? Can you imagine it being any better than it's been? And it's allowed Temperate. your tufts to just grow yeah. and roam freely on top of that skull. Yeah. Maybe that's been the secret. I agree with you. When the weather is just right, the tufts start sprouting, and that's what's happened here, to the point where my friends now call me Wispy McTufterson, and that's because of my visit to St. Louis Hair Restoration. They looked at my hair and said, boy, that guy there, he needs help. And so I went in, and they said, yep, you need help. I said, well, what will you do for me? They said, how about an FUE procedure? And that's where they shave parts of the side and back of your head, and they transplant uh, hair follicles from there to the areas that are thinning. And then you sit and you wait for three, four, five months. For me, it's been almost six. And then you watch the tufts start sprouting. Ooh. It's that just that simple. And everywhere I go, people say, boy, you have some tufts. I said, yeah, thank you very much. They said, did it hurt? I said, no, it didn't hurt at all. They numb it. You sit there, you watch TV, eat some Chick-fil-A, mm. and four or five late, hours later, you walk out, and you're a new man. Of course, it takes, uh, again, a period of months before it starts growing, but when it grows, boy, does it ever. They know what they're doing at St. Louis Hair Restoration. Uh, Dr. Uh, Polinga and the founder, Greg Kreiling, they're patients of their own product, so they certainly believe in what they're doing, and they should because it works. Just look at me and look at Jackson. Yeah, you're going to see our, uh, our wisps and our tufts today in person at the year-end awards. Uh, feel free to come run your hand through my hair, and I'll say to you, that's all thanks to St. Louis Hair Restoration. If you look in the mirror and say, man, I think my hair can be in better shape, go get a consultation ASAP at St. Louis Hair Restoration. There it is. St. Louis Hair Restoration, wonderful sponsor here of TMA. Just like Michelob Bolcher is a wonderful sponsor of our studios. The sign is lit if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash T-M-A-S-T-L. Watch the program, participate in the chat. Uh, Michelob Ultra Studios, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. Enjoy one this evening at the TMA Year-End Awards. If you are looking for some TMA merch for the listener of the show, the lover of the show, or the hater of the show in your life, yeah, you got that learn, or you can go to tmastlshop.com, 25% off. Promo code just enacted. It's not a promo code. You just check out. It's 25% off. Mm -hmm. And then that way you get it shipped in time for the holidays. Go to TMASTLshop.com. I'm wearing a T. Was this a three-quarter zip or is it a quarter zip? I think we call them three-quarter zips. Three-quarter zips. Because three-quarters of the shirt remain unzipped. Yeah, there you go. that's how I look at it. That's, that's exactly right. Uh, plenty of TMA merch for you at TMASTLshop.com. Don't worry about a promo code. It's just a 25% off when you check out, and you will get it in time for 
the holidays. TMASTLshop.com and automatically 25% off right now. All kinds of hoodies, T-shirts, and more at TMASTLshop.com. Our December Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the month standings. Buck Swope, four wins. JV Golf Coach with two. Then you got Brian Henschen, Calcified Ear, and Gunter each with one. There are your standings for our Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. On the other side of the break, the SEC schedules have been announced. Uh, we will uh, talk about what we've got with the Fighting Tigers. Also, we have Radio Wars, oh, and we hate it because oh, this no. is such an important profession. And the other people in the industry are our dearest friends. But we're at war. Yeah. Uh, and so that uh, we have audio of that as well. It's coming your way next here on TMA, presented by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios.